This is the Hour of Power with Ben and Courtney. Episode 18, guys. This is part two of our episodes on dating, breaking relationships, breaking up. We'll put some title in there at some point. But these life these are real life situations that we've come across with people that we've experienced ourselves we have changed the names and the scenarios we're just throwing these scenarios out at each other because you know we have come across people who've wanted us to speak into these scenarios for them wanted a third party advice so for you guys watching this this is our thoughts um this is from ben and courtney and this is not conclusive (laughs) definitely do what we say however you can take what we say and use this and have a think about it chew on it chew on what we're saying and maybe think about your situation and if this would apply to it but again these are real life situations and we hope that this these scenarios scenario three and four will speak to you this is scenario three alana and matt have been dating for seven years they met in their mid-20s and are now 31 years of age they both work amazing jobs have bought a house together own two dash hound dogs and enjoy coffee and training and competing in triathlons Matt is such an amazing guy and Alana has already decided in her heart after a couple of years of dating, she wants to marry him. This is why she has made a large financial commitment of buying a house with him. But every time Alana hints at making their relationship official and celebrating engagement, Matt gets quiet and kind of retreats in the conversation. A few times Alana has probed him further and asked why he doesn't get excited or engage with the idea of getting married. Matt evades the question by saying he doesn't need a piece of paper to prove his love for Alana. What is really going on with Matt? And why doesn't it seem like he wants to marry Alana? Ben, we need your very curious perspective. It's a very odd situation because I find it funny how people prioritise, how would I put it? A financial commitment like yeah, buying a house? Yeah, like big things like financial commitments, the duration of that relationship. We've got animals, we've got pets. Like it speaks of people who are committed to one another. And pets are like babies. They cost just as much as babies. <laughs> Actually, probably cost more than babies. Similar. They're similar. It's, you're training a, a creature. Yes, that's right. There's differences. But sometimes the element of marriage is it's quite final. Is it because it's this Peter Pan mentality some young men find themselves in and probably older men as well? It could be, yeah. It's just odd that, you know, they, I guess guys get to that point, you're in your 30s and then... It's just interesting to me that they don't then can't follow through with that commitment. Marriage might not have the same sort of significance to them. But also I think it is, a, again, it's a final thing. It's a really putting down your commitment to paper and maybe they're nervous for the day. Maybe he doesn't want to. <laughs> well, maybe I can go through Alana's thinking. Women go through a lot of change physically, mentally and emotionally, especially going through from teenage years to 20-year-old kind of years, mid-20s. A lot of change actually does happen in a woman's Mm. life from girl to woman. Whereas guys, not as much. We don't like change as much. Maybe not, maybe not, yeah. So mentally, emotionally, she's gone through the transitions and when a woman hits 30, some women do think about, okay, I do want to have children. I do want to make sure my life is a bit more secure because if I bring children into the world, I want to make sure that there's a secure environment for them and I'm in a secure kind of relationship as well well women start to think about these things now again women have the physical capacities to have babies however there is 
a time clock on that. I really don't like this, but this is what a lot of medical practitioners actually tell young girls and we get taught in high school that you need to have a child before you're 35. Otherwise, if you're having a child 35 or over, it's called a geriatric pregnancy. So we get, yes, we get conditioned from an early age through high school and and university that your body has a time clock in which you have so many eggs to produce and all this. So I think in the back of women's mind, we get do get conditioned to believe that you need to have kids at a certain point to stay in this safe medical range. And it is true that you can have children well late into your 30s and be totally fine. But again, this is this is something that I think maybe cultural as well, that women are starting to prepare for like a kind of a pregnancy or a nesting kind of season in which they're like, okay, security, comfort, we need to have that to then progress into the next stage. So Alana is already thinking about, okay, we've made a massive financial commitment together. If we've made this massive financial commitment, wouldn't it be just the same kind of commitment if we got married? I've put hundreds of thousand dollars a mortgage in place. However, marriage is official commitment in front of everybody that... Probably even bringing up that point that it's in front of, it's before people because part of marriage is it's also a recognition by friends and family. Accountability. But there is a level of accountability when you're coming before many people and making that sort of those sorts of declarations, vows, oaths. That sort of commitment on a public stage, I think, is something that possibly could be going through his mind and something that you people like men could shy away from because... On a private level, there's so much that they're doing with one another that that would say we're committed. But I think despite all of that, there's still the possibility of things in his mind or maybe people in their hearts having like a get out clause, like a just in case. Because I think that's that's sometimes within human nature. Just in case what? Just in case he turns crazy? No, in case things don't work out or like, because there's so many stories of like people, especially nowadays, I think divorce is more commonplace and broken families, I think is more commonplace nowadays as well. You're seeing that sort of deterioration of of family. So I think that can influence as well people's mindsets. I know I, I could recount being at work and having different conversations, overhearing conversations with maybe men older than me and, and their, their problems, maybe they're just, you know, with divorce um, or, or separation. Yeah, or relating, you know, or just even just complaining about their wives or just simple things that crop up. So from a man's perspective, he's probably thinking, I don't want to get stuck in a relationship that is deteriorating. I can't change it. I can't change the scenario. So do you think that there's a, there's a cultural pass down there from older people? Maybe they've seen their parents be in difficult situations and they think, I do want to get married, but I don't want my marriage or relationship go the way that it has for my parents or my friends or my bosses at work or people I've seen. I want to have a successful relationship. This relationship is going really well. It's been going really, really well for seven years. Would marriage make it different would it change the the dynamics will i have issues and will i get stuck is that something that a man's thinking yeah for sure i like it how it is i've got my two dogs got my coffee yeah i've got my coffee i've got my tv yes now let me watch it (laughs) so speaking from alana's perspective again you've got the you know thinking about kids thinking about family and and enlarging your legacy as well that's what is going through a woman's mind also what is going through a woman's mind is the commitment of the relationship for seven years and the roles in which we play if I'm living with a guy and I've been living with him for a long period of time and we've got a committed relationship I'm fulfilling the roles of a housewife 
without the ring on my finger. So for a young woman who's at 30, 31 years of age or any age really, if she's doing that for a long period of time, she's going to start thinking, well, how long am I going to be a girlfriend for? Yet I'm fulfilling the roles of a housewife. I'm fulfilling the roles of like I'm doing the washing or cooking or cleaning and we're putting consolidating our finances and all these things. So I think she's starting to think about that. Now, the next question I wanted to ask you We talked about marriage being on a public stage and maybe a man shies away from that or isn't quite ready to make a public declaration of his commitment. However, everybody in his life already knows he's dating the girl. Everybody in both of your lives know that you live with somebody and you've been living with them and have bought a house. So what is the difference between walking down the aisle and everybody knowing anyway? I'm not saying that his position is logical or well thought out. Because again, I think it's probably motivated by feelings, maybe fears, might be nervous around a commitment. So that rely, you know, obviously sacrifice and all these, how would I I put this? Can I put it out there that marriage, because you know, when, when we got married, marriage brings a change in dynamics of relationship in a good way. It brings balance and it makes things official so that when we come together and there's like um, not issues, but where we're talking about things, we're progressing on things, there's a surety on we're doing this together and we're moving forward together. In Matt's mind, for example, he's thinking, I'm not sure if I can tackle all of life life's issues together. Is that maybe what he's thinking? Could be. That maybe they can't problem solve everything. And maybe, and I have this thing as well. I've, I've heard some guys say to their girlfriends of long-term girlfriends say, oh, let's go on a holiday together. Some men haven't actually thought through what they need to check off this in the checklist of relationship in their mind. They need to think about, okay, I need to see her maybe without makeup. I need to see her in a challenging situation to see how she handles it. I need to see her around my friends to see how she goes with my friends. And my advice would be to Matt in this situation, take that mental checklist of what you would like to see before you get married to be like, okay, this is what I've checked off to get married and be sure that I want to marry this person. Just create a checklist. So I think I, most guys don't even have a list. It's probably, I think, it probably comes down to a communication issue as well. I think guys tend to be less communicative, less wordy, expressing themselves. There can be all these external things that he does, and he hopes that that satisfies and that's enough. Let's go on a holiday. But when it comes down to actually communicating you know, the problems and actually divulging emotions and going through, it's like distracting or like, isn't that enough? I've done all these things. Right. Why do we have to address necessarily some of these other areas? Part of like just men growing and coming alive and having, again, it's a responsibility thing. I've actually got to take responsibility even of my own thoughts and think things through and, and engage in a way and be forthright and vulnerable because that's actually being vulnerable with someone is being able to share like those inner thoughts and your, your heart and where you're actually at. You can do a lot of just surface level stuff and that looks like connection, but not necessarily actually bonding with one another and growing through things together. Yes. Yeah, so I want to pin down that holiday point that I made. Again, we're going through a man really thinking about what do I actually want from this, right? So I've heard this scenario where the guy has said to the long-term girlfriend, I feel like I need to go on a holiday with you to see how you handle it. And he's probably thinking about all these things in the background of what he's hoping to conclude in his mind while they're on holiday. So I think he's trying to conclude the fact that, oh, can she problem solve if we get lost or on a map or something? I will see her in a different scenario and see her how she problem solves and handles. I don't even necessarily think it's that. I think some guys are even more simple than that. I think it's just a, just time to shoot the breeze. 
with the holiday and doing little things. And This guy specifically I'm talking about, he said to his girlfriend this, I want to see you go on a holiday with me and we're just going to see how you problem oh, solve. Okay, that's interesting. And so in his mind, he's thinking that the holiday is going to show up issues in their relationship if there are any issues and they're going to be able to see if this relationship's going to work. Which is odd because if you've been together for seven years, you would have thought that's a lot of those things would have been tested through... Different you know, scenarios, yes. Yeah, just growing with one another. This girl had actually said to me, this is not the Lana and Matt, this is another scenario, but this girl actually Keep said... It within the Lana and Matt. <laughs> well, this girl actually said to me, because I was her friend at the time, I don't understand why he wants to go on a holiday and see me in these different scenarios and how I'm going to handle it because we've been together for seven years and at the end of the day, life is going to throw different scenarios for the next, I don't know, 40 years. So what kind of scenarios is a holiday going to throw at us that we're not going to see in 40 years? Like, That's funny. And I think that comes down to a man really thinking about that checklist of I need to see this, this, this and this from a woman, like different scenarios, how, how it's all going to play out. And I think that you can do that in different ways within your relationship. Like, for example, go do a public speaking course together. Go do some random drama class together that's going to show different angles of each other. There's a connection there between like intimacy and trust. And how people nowadays, I think, with relationships are really quick to jump into intimacy and engage in ways that really are beyond the level of trust that you've already established through getting to know that person. I guess sex is just one example of that, where people want to jump into doing something that's like incredibly intimate and close and bonding. When I haven't gone through all the stages of you know getting to know that person, what, what what's your favorite meal? You know, just the little things that. Yeah. <laughs> this is you know those beginning steps. That's a good point that you and brought that's, up. Like I would look at this as people need good community engagement, things that you're engaging in a communal sense that bring people together with different purposes and reasoning beyond just yourself because you're at a place where you're actually trying to grow and better yourselves as people. We're growing in our values, our virtues, something bigger than us. We want to actually develop in such a way. It could be like you're, you're going to ice hockey together. There's a sports that you both play together. I'm just saying that that tends to be very inducive to create space for the relationship to work work well because the nature of it is we're actually both committed to something and we're demonstrating that commitment at a communal level and we'll be able to see one another in different situations and interactions within a group setting where there's no pressure and expectations on one another to be intimate necessarily so it can create a healthy space for establishing trust and getting to know someone before on a friendship you, level yeah before you engage in that way and that's why people need to find whatever community you're a part of and you're engaging in and you're growing in that's a really good way to begin a friendship that will grow into a relationship. I guess what you're trying to conclude is that you can be in scenarios together to see how your personalities work, to see how you engage with different people, to see how that person's character really is. And then you're engaging with each other and viewing each other on a friendship level to then see, okay, do I want to progress this into a relationship because I've seen this person in this situation. I've seen them when they've tried to problem solve I've seen them when they've been in a dispute with somebody else I can see how their character operates I have enough understanding of that person therefore I'm still attracted to that person and I'm really attracted to the fact that they can really problem solve they can communicate really well and I have confidence now that if I am to date this person I have confidence that we're going to be able to communicate and problem solve effectively and successfully for a committed relationship to make it the whole way not just to the altar for marriage but we can continue our destiny and purpose together. We're going back to Alana and Matt. That's where I was sort of trying to wrap it together, where Matt's, he's creating a space 
to put Alana in, in, in a position where he's see her in certain scenarios, that naturally takes place way back or should take place way back down the line before you're even at that seven-year mark. Yes. And that's where I was sorry. That's the connection I was trying to make with some sort of community group or... Toastmasters. Toastmasters, whatever it is. Maybe, yeah. Triathlon in their case. Play tennis. Those sorts of things, I think, should be found out way earlier on before like a, a greater degree of intimacy has already been established because otherwise you're in this compromising situation where you, you're still figuring out how committed you are to someone because you don't really know them under certain circumstances. You've already bought the house yeah, and I, the dash hound. So you might have like one of those really weird mornings where you just wake up and you're going, ah, I don't know why I'm here. Who are you? <laughs> Alana and Matt in this situation, they may need to have a relationship progression where they they go to maybe a different um, rope climbing course or they go and travel to another country and do um, a languages course or something. What we are saying is let's create an environment in which you're going to see different things about each other to then understand, okay, I've seen you in these scenarios. I feel confident that you are equipped to be able to handle not just marriage, but problem life problems. And I feel confident with that. I think yeah, that's what I we're think, trying to conclude. Yeah. So Alana in this situation, situation instead of nagging or trying to bring up engagement and relationship and marriage she should take a different angle where she will go and do some character development courses or she should put herself into these scenarios where she's proving herself as capable of being a wife and a potential mother and if Matt is not capable of seeing me as a woman of value maybe I need to rethink I've made this commitment with you financially the dash hounds the triathlons all this kind of stuff I've put my life out here for you and you're not coming up to the plate to commit with me. Mm, and that's probably why there's an, there's an appropriate order to how relationships should move. And that's what marriage does. And that's why marriage is early on in the piece because you're establishing that commitment. You're establishing that through your vows. And if you're creating vows with one another and you're writing those things out, you're thinking those things through, then you'll quickly establish early on whether or not that is something that you're going to go, you want to go down that path. And that's why it then saves you this heartache, even in those last scenarios where we were speaking about you know the guy at the gym who was flirting with this girl and she was wanting to pursue it further and I was saying they're not giving you an inkling that they want to pursue the way you're pursuing this relationship than to hold your cards back unfortunately when you're in these sorts of situations and there's given all your cards you've yeah you're all your cards everything you've presented is on the table and you're again you're in a tough spot because then you've got to unravel and disconnect and uproot it just becomes more messy well ultimately from a woman's perspective it feels disempowered Powering. I've given my power over to you, which you do do in a marriage in a healthy way. We exchange that power because I give my life to you. I give my body to you. I give my feelings, my emotions, my time, my commitment, and you give the same back. However, that commitment is not balanced. So as a woman, you start to feel disempowered. You start to feel a little bit insecure about where's this going to go? Why is it not going the way that I had hoped and thought it would be? Advice to Alana would be, again, put yourself in some situations for growth 
individually if Matt's not going to do that with you see where that takes you see if that takes you further than where it might take Matt and then you've got to think about how this relationship's going to progress if Matt does come along the ride with some character development situations courses whatever it might be that shows that he is willing to grow and challenge himself and you could have a good shot at moving forward with marriage and again my second piece of advice to Alana and Matt would be go to speak to somebody who's either older than you or has some kind of mentoring capacity, somebody who may not know you both and know your situation so that this person can then speak to Matt and speak to you both and ask you guys some real questions so that you can actually think about what is really going on internally for you. Because sometimes we don't get to explain or explore what is really going on internally. And then when someone asks you a question and you need to audibly process the answer and you're listening to yourself in that process, you start to understand what you're actually thinking and what is actually going on internally. And sometimes it takes a person outside of your situations to really draw that out. So I think maybe Matt in this situation should allow himself to be um, mentored or to be facilitated to draw out, hey, what do you what do you really feel about this situation? Like, What's really going on? What's your thoughts about this situation? And what do you want to then be able to be fully confident that marriage is the way that you want to go? So I think in this situation, again, Again, it's a very tentative situation because you've made such a financial commitment. You've got the dogs and you've got, you know, your sport and recreation and commitments with friends and all this as well. You probably form the same kind of circle with friends. So I think it's a good idea to consolidate your thoughts, go speak to people about it, understand where you're both coming from. And everybody at some point needs mentoring. People who are older than you, who've gone further than you in relationships or finances or whatever it is to be able to speak into your life and make room for some of those people to speak into your life. Make room for that because if you're trying to battle these things out by yourself, you may get stuck in your own internal world and internal thoughts and you're going to continually face the same situations with the same mindset and have the same outcome. So encouraging you, Alana and Matt, wherever you are and whoever you are. So that was our scenario three. So stay tuned for scenario four. 